freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. Today is Sunday, May 13th, 2012. The show is live every Sunday here on this network from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central. We have a great show lined up for you here today. We are going to be continuing to talk about solutions as we have been for many weeks and will for many weeks to come. We are in the section, uh, in the solutions section known as the non-support of dominators. I've been covering this over the last several weeks. I have uh, a few more weeks to go with this topic. Today we're going to be talking about moral culpability. I'm going to wrap up a little bit about what I got to in the later part of the show last week, and then we're going to move on to the topic of culpability, or in other words, who is at fault is there such a thing as blame? And who can be blamed when things go wrong and chaotically? Is there such a thing? And if so, who is really at fault? That's what moral culpability is about. And we're going to be discussing that today as part of the non-support of dominators section uh, in the entire solutions section uh, of this podcast radio show, if you will. That's coming up on the show. I have a couple of quick news and event announcements. This past Monday, May 7th, 2012, I was interviewed on Occult Science Radio with Curtis Davis, the illuminated one of the Occult Network. And uh, we discussed occultism, dark versus light occultism. We discussed uh, objective morality. We discussed natural law. And it was a, a, a great night, and that is up in the news section on whatonearthishappening.com. It's the first news item. You could check out that interview there. As I said last week, the Truth, Freedom, Prosperity documentary night, we lost our venue here in Philadelphia for those who uh, generally come out to, to these meetups. We show documentaries that talk about the causes of the problem and propose solutions. 
So um, Media Bureau, which is where we had been holding them, was sold, and or at least the building they were operating in was sold. So we are unable to meet at the usual meeting place. I have arranged with a scene food market on 4th and Monroe streets here in Philadelphia to have the meetings there, but we are working out a night of the week. Uh, it will no longer be on the last Wednesday of the month that is not available at a scene. We're going to be doing the medicine market. I'll be making an announcement through the meetup group and on the show probably next week as to the new night. I'm guessing it's going to be Thursday night, but uh, that's still to be determined. The ad-free sponsorship offer for this show is still on the table. As I talked about the last couple of weeks at the beginning of the show, contact me if you are interested. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. If uh, if my voice is a little bit shaky today, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to forgive me. I was out all morning at an event here in Philadelphia. It was the uh, Susan Komen Cancer Walk, and uh, a bunch of activists uh, went out to this to try to uh, give some information, put some information into the hands of some of these people who came out to support uh, cancer awareness and, and cancer research, etc. Uh, we, we handed out about a thousand DVDs. Um, cancer is curable now. It's a phenomenal um, documentary if you haven't seen it. I highly encourage everyone to check it out because it explains how the cures for cancer have been suppressed for well over a century, and there are now active cures for cancer uh, to be found. Um, great um, interviews done in that documentary as well, uh, including no less than Bruce Lipton, uh, who I also encourage people to check out his information. But um, I've been talking to people all day and just basically saying the same thing. Uh, we were we were giving out these DVDs. We were. Uh, making people aware also of Royal Raymond Rife, who also cured cancer almost 100 years ago and was shut down as a result of doing so and his work confiscated. And uh, many people also feel that he was killed while hospitalized himself, uh, being given an overdose of a drug, whether that was a deliberate effort or you know, some sort of a, an accident or oversight. Um, it makes you wonder. But... Um, uh, I've been just uh, putting out a lot of information for people today and uh, trying to get them to take uh, different uh, pieces of information. So I've been using my voice all day long since this morning. So uh, if it is a little shaky again, I apologize. Um, I want to thank some of the other activists for coming out to spread that uh, great information to people on this walk and show them that there are alternatives out there. There are there are already cures out there, you know, like uh, Rick Simpson's. Check out the Rick Simpson story about hemp oil, concentrated hemp oil. Um, definitely look up Royal Raymond Rife uh, and check out this documentary. Maybe I'll post a link to it. Cancer is curable now. But I want to thank Tim. John, Chris, and Brian uh, for coming out uh, and uh, doing a great job uh, in 
uh, distributing that information earlier today. Uh, you know, and it's all about really true care. It's all about outreach, uh, telling people that there are alternatives to these treatments that are get quote treatments that are given today for these diseases that are often more harmful and dangerous than the disease itself. So, uh, Thanks to Tim, John, Chris, and Brian for uh, coming out and doing a great job earlier today uh, in distributing some good, positive information. So uh, I want to direct everyone to the website, to the radio show page, as we're getting ready to uh, launch into the topic for discussion today. Uh, Go to the radio show page, and underneath the player, you will see images for today's show. And there are, as always, a series of numeric links there that you can click on that will bring up the images that go along with the talk for today. And of course, that will be also posted with the podcast. This will be podcast number 107. So as um, has been the case over the last many weeks, the first three images are remaining the same. This is the section called the way out or in other words, solutions. Uh, I list the solutions on slide number two that will be ta- have been and will be talking about over the, the next many weeks, and uh, the section we're taught the solution in particular we have been talking about is the non-support of dominators. Um, I'd also like to remind everyone I will not be taking calls today and will not be taking calls until I am satisfied for myself that I have covered the section on the non-support of dominators to my own satisfaction. That's when I will be taking calls again. When I've covered the topics that I want to cover and feel that I have exhausted this section, then I will be having, I will be doing two entire radio shows with nothing but calls on this topic. Okay. So, uh, after I'm finished laying out what I wanted to want to lay out on the non-support of dominators uninterrupted, then I will do two entire radio shows with nothing but phone calls on the topic of the non-support of dominators. So uh, note know that there is no, uh, I will not be taking calls today or probably in the next few weeks. Over the last many weeks of the show, one of the the main topics, the main concepts that I have been hammering on is the concept of apophysis, A-P-O-P-H-A-S-I-S. And this is basically saying no. This is learning about the, the truth about something by eliminating everything that something is not. So it is describing what something is by way of the exclusion of the known negatives regarding that thing, okay? So you're saying this is definitely not what this is. This is not one of its characteristics. This is not one of its uh, characteristics or something that, that can be said to describe it. And then what you're left with is the truth of the essence of that thing or that concept, So that having been said, apophysis is a powerful method of truth discovery. The apophatic inquiry is also known as affirmation through negation, finding out what something is by eliminating everything that it is not. And this is the way that we really need to understand our rights. We need to understand our rights through apophysis, through saying no to wrongs. We need to understand what we do have a right to do by understanding what we do not have a right to do because it causes harm to another living being. It's that simple. And 
the solution on a grand scale is to say no to people who are abusing rights, to say no to people who do think that they are God here and have authority over other beings and can just dictate the way life is going to be and other people are expected to uh, agree that they have some moral obligation to follow somebody just because they're making a claim of authority. There is no authority in the three-dimensional realm. No man, no woman, no group of men or group of women or group of men and women are an authority here and never will be. There is no such thing as authority in human form. As I've said numerous times, innumerous times, ad infinitum, the only authority in this realm is truth itself. The only authority here is natural law. The laws that govern creation, the laws that govern manifestation, that's the authority in this realm. No man, no woman put those laws in place. They are inherent to creation itself, and the creator put those laws in place. Regardless of what you want to think of that force, that entity, whatever you look at it as, that consciousness, that intelligence, those laws are put in place by something that is not you, is not me, is not any man or woman. The all, the totality of creation, consciousness itself, if you will, the living dynamic intelligence that underlies everything, put those laws of behavioral consequence in place that we are bound by. And the problem is we're not living according to them. Not even close. We think we have rights that we don't, and we won't respect rights that do exist. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Before the break, we were talking about apophysis or apophatic inquiry. It's about saying no to control, ultimately. That's what it's all about. That's why I put it and featured it so prominently in this section. Saying no to dominators, refusing to support their efforts, which ultimately lead to nothing but chaos. People think it leads to safety, people think it leads to some sort of order, but it leads to nothing but chaos in the physical domain. The object of life in general is to recognize that the control game is one we should not be participating in at all. That's what this image of the initiate in the, the cosmic gateway, the stargate, if you will, between the two pillars, okay, with the, the lintel having the sun, the winged solar disk, that's the disk of Maat, the goddess of justice and truth and right morality. And the, the laws of Maat as they're set down in the Kamishan tradition or for the, in the Egyptian tradition, if you will, okay, are all apophatic. They are all about what you did not do in life. You are, you are asked questions about did you, did you do this form of harm? And you need to be able to answer, I did not do that form of harm. In the negative, 
It's all about apophysis, saying no. Did you say no to what was wrong? Did you say no to evil? Did you say no to the control game? See, the, the left-hand path of Kabbalah could be likened as, they call it the path of severity. Okay, now, yes, it is the, the, the path of looking at the internal nature of self in the, in the positive light, but if we looked at the, the, the left-hand path as a skewing, as a going off course, just like the right-hand path would, because it's not, neither one of these are the most direct route from base consciousness to unity consciousness. The most direct route is the middle way, the middle path, the path of wisdom, the path of the will. This is who the initiate represents, standing in between these two opposing pillars. The left-hand path would be the path of being a controller. You allowed your consciousness to go too much to the left brain hemisphere, and therefore you acted as a controller, as a dominator of others. The other path of imbalance, the right-hand path, and again, this is one interpretation of the Kabbalistic paths. Again, they mean other things, of course, but this is one way of seeing these paths as taking someone away from the centering of the self, which is not playing the domination game at all, not playing the game of control. But to go back to the right-hand path, this would be not exerting your rights enough, not standing up for yourself and allowing yourself to be controlled, saying yes to would-be masters who are claiming authority over you. So the, the real name of the game to reach the stargate, okay, to reach the light, which is what his head is directly pointing at, okay, and his feet are in the square, in the upright orientation of the square, meaning morality, meaning self-mastery, meaning really knowing the difference between right and wrong and not being a pawn in someone else's game. See, this initiate who is saying no, that's what the, the finger over the lips is. It doesn't mean silence. It means not to say, not to speak, like the word apophysis is based upon. But it ultimately means connotatively to say no. That's what enlightenment is all about, saying no to that which is wrong. You recognize what wrongs are. You recognize what, what you do not have the right to do. <clears throat> so this is a powerful image, and it's an image used in the mystery traditions and has been used for many, many years. The initiate is the middle pillar. He has recognized all forms of control are an illusion and a game we should not be playing. Therefore, he is now centered. He represents the middle pillar, which is the spinal column and the awakening of the energy that leads up to the crown chakra of the, at the top of the head, at the top of the, the, the brain. He is the illuminated one. He has the illuminated eye on top of his forehead. Okay? He's the middle pillar not being a dominator and not being willing to be controlled by someone else, taking orders. He's, he's not an order giver or an order follower. He is his own self. The self, the true self has been born within him. So that is what we have been discussing over the last many weeks, apophysis, and this will be coming up again and again. 
But I want to move to that enigmatic image that I started describing at the end of the show last week, this image of a clown in a uh, wacky suit with big clown shoes and a horn, okay, and a multicolored wig. I was explaining a story about a few years back after I began speaking and giving presentations, I contacted a Satanist that I used to work with when I was a priest within the Church of Satan. And again, I said, for me to give his name is meaningless because no one would know who he is anyway. He's not a known figure. He's just an individual that I encountered while um, affiliated with that group, with that organization. And I sent an email after my awakening and subsequent leaving the dark occult and starting to speak on these topics. And I asked him, what do your masters, for, for, I didn't say it that way to him, but for lack of a better term, that's really what I was asking him. What do the people who still own you, because I know you're still involved in Satanism and the dark occult, I think I just worded it as what do the the higher-ups, quote-unquote, you know, or the people above you in the hierarchy, think of the, quote, truth movement, the truth and freedom movement in, in double quotes, okay? And in the occult, when someone doesn't re- isn't really taking your, your question even seriously or is brushing you off, very often you'll just be given a symbol or a, uh, an image as opposed to them taking any time to write any thoughts out or even speak any thoughts to you. It's almost like a subtle form of dismissal or laughing at you, okay? This is an image he emailed me back with no words. He sent this image of a clown back to me saying that, That's what they think of the, quote, truth and freedom movements. And I I left the show, I, I went off the air last week on a dark note saying that I cannot tell anyone that this is untrue. I cannot disagree with that statement. At the risk of offending my own audience and anyone who takes the, quote, truth and freedom movements very to heart and seriously... Um, I cannot tell anyone that I disagree with his assessment or what I should say is his owner's assessment, okay? The real dark occultists who are really still controlling the game. I cannot tell you that their assessment is incorrect. I wish I could. And I'm going to explain that a little bit on the other side of the break about why I personally do feel that way. So stay with us and you'll understand what I mean by that. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. I was describing this 
strange image that I was sent by a Satanist years ago when I asked him what the higher level dark occultists that he still works for um, thought about the quote truth and freedom movement and I continue to say quote truth and freedom movement because it, it has not really truly blossomed into a true truth movement or a true freedom movement. It is the semblance of one. Okay? It's the tr quote truth and freedom movement in a guise. It's the guise of truth and freedom. It's people who say this is what they want, but when they're really pressed to go down to the cause of why what is happening is in fact occurring, they are absolutely clueless to explain it because they don't have the understanding of natural law in hand. And they want freedom for themselves more than anything else. You know, they don't want freedom for all. It isn't about true care. It isn't really about truth to them. That's the whole problem. See, what in, in the equation truth, love, freedom, that's the order that it has to take place in. You're never going to get freedom until you go through truth and care, true care. Not mushy Hollywood rom and romance novel uh, depictions of love. True love, true self-respect, true self-knowledge, true self-mastery. And you're never going to get to that unless you understand the truth about why what is happening is occurring. You need to get down to the causes. Forget about dealing in the realm of effects. And unfortunately, the quote, truth and freedom movement bickers among itself. And th this is, uh, again, I want to make it very clear here. This is not what I am doing. I am not bickering and, and pointing out things other people, specific people are doing wrong and saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm talking about overarching attitudes, overarching ways of seeing things that is continue, continuing to hold us back because there's no unity. See, these dark occultists have unity. The universe is always going to respect unity, even if it's for ill purposes, for ill will, done in, in the name of evil. People have a hard time with that concept. Why else would they be defeating us? Why else would they be winning? And they are winning. The people who think we're winning this battle are delusional. Absolutely delusional. I don't know what they're seeing. I don't know what they're seeing. They're seeing the tiny cracks of awakening happening and thinking it's some massive flood of light pouring into the world. And it's, it's not. There's a few people who really understand this dynamic from the level of causality, a handful, and who are attempting to convey that to people. Everyone else is focused on infighting, trying to disprove this person's theory of how the towers were taken down, and then saying anybody who says anything other way is a, an agent, you know, disinfo agent. Um, bickering about religion, bickering about race, bickering about um, any thing that divides people or separates them. And that's what 
they're doing, creating more divisiveness, not creating unity, not getting down to the real causes, not getting, certainly never talking about natural law. There's a handful of people on the earth that discuss this topic. There's a handful of people on the earth who really understand it. That's why. And this is what the dark occultists know. They know this, ladies and gentlemen. They know this definitively. They know this is how it is. And I can't say that they're wrong about this. I can't tell you that their assessment that the truth, quote, truth and freedom movements are a joke is incorrect or inaccurate. I really wish I could say that. I, it, it, it really sticks in my craw to have to admit that they're correct about this. You know, it doesn't make anything that they're doing morally right, okay? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I agree with what they want to do or what they are doing. I'm telling you that regarding this, they are correct. At least whoever the individual is that suggested that this other Satanist send this image to me, I would suggest he has an accurate understanding of the dynamic. Although he may be on the wrong side, he may be on the evil side, he still understands how it works. He gets it. These people know how natural law works, and they have successfully subverted it. They have successfully made it such that they are basically getting around it. They are bending natural law, not fully breaking it. That's not really possible. But they are bending it to the extent that it is possible to bend it. And that's what we're going to talk about here today, how they successfully accomplish this. This is something a lot of people ask me. If natural law is real, why do these psychopaths continue to get away with what they're getting away with? And I'm going to explain that dynamic today on the show. Why do they continue to get away with what they're doing? And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to tell you something that's going to be painful to hear. They're going to continue to get away with it. For as long as we refuse to say no to them, it's going to continue and it's going to ratchet up. It's going to get worse. It's going to get more painful. It's going to get more chaotic. The more people don't understand the objective nature of morality, the objective right and wrong that is inherent to creation, and continue to say yes when these people bark out their orders and expect you to just go along and follow it. The longer that continues, the longer that dynamic stays in place, the longer these people are going to stay in power and continue to be granted their way by the universe. That is how the laws of manifestation work. And the New Age movement doesn't want to tell people this. They want to put this big smoke screen in place that it's all about just feeling a certain feeling or visualizing something. It is about being unified within yourself such that as you think, so you feel and so you act. And the people who claim, make the claim that they want freedom, don't have that unity. They're not unified in goodness in the way that the dark occultists who are controlling this game are unified in their evil. And therefore, that evil is always going to triumph. 
Get as mad about that, get as upset about that, get as offended about that as you want. That's how the laws of manifestation work. And they know it. They know this. And they have us clowned. They have us clowned over it because we don't get it. We don't understand that. That's why we're having our ass handed to us to put in quite plain and frank terms in this war. And like I said, get, get as mad about that as you want. That's how it is. You have people bickering over all the things that divide people, but never talking about natural law. God forbid, you know, that might imply a little bit of personal responsibility. That might imply the willpower in your own self to actually say no, to exert your will. Now, we can't have that. We need to look at what the other guy is saying or doing and try to just punch holes in it, you know? Talk about the littlest, minutest details that this person or that person is doing wrong instead of all the good they have done, you know, and try to create whatever divisiveness they can. In, in a lot of cases, it isn't, you know, a, a direct psyop by an, uh, a disinfo agent. It's just a moron who doesn't know what they're talking about and doesn't understand really what they're doing. They're, they're, they're just an idiot. You know, they can't, really, they can't really think on the level of the laws of cause and effect. They're incapable of thinking on that level. They're incapable of truly assuming real personal responsibility. Otherwise, they'd be doing something profound themselves. They wouldn't be sitting there talking about what someone else is doing. And again, I don't really want to spend too much time on that, on anybody in particular. I'm not going to bring up anybody in particular. I'm talking about the overarching ways that they're going about trying to do anything about this that are completely ineffective. They're never really getting down to the mechanics of how manifestation works, and that's why they're powerless to change it. So let's really start looking at that. How do, do those mechanics work? And why are we failing so miserably at recognizing that or changing it at any level? We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. I was explaining the enigmatic image of the clown in uh, the slideshow that goes along with this podcast uh, as being an example of what the dark occultists actually feel and think about the, quote, tr truth and freedom movements. They don't look at it as a threat at all. And I... I agree with their assessment because it's completely fragmented. It's not unified. People don't understand the causes of what they're experiencing, and therefore they have no power to change them in the long run. Uh, the vast majority of these movements actually are still under the erroneous perception and belief system that you're going to be able to change things through politics or voting or a reform of the financial system 
they think that there's a political or economic solution to the problems that humanity is beset with. And that in and of itself displays a complete lack of understanding of the laws of manifestation. They're looking for the easy solution. They're looking for the solution that doesn't involve introspection, that doesn't involve true internal change. We'll just rearrange the furniture on the deck of the Titanic and everything will be wonderful. Everything will be fine, you'll see. They don't understand you have to go beyond the realm of effects of already manifested realities to change things at the realm of causality. And this is what the next slide is about. I analyze the allegory contained within the matrix regarding the plane of causality a couple of shows back. I think it was three shows back. And in this movie, they're, they're telling you something in a hidden form and, and really putting it right out there. It's not even so veiled. It isn't even so veiled. It's pretty blatant. As a matter of fact, if you know what's being said, if you kind of already have some inkling of, you know, how things actually work. The Merovingian in this first movie, uh, I'm sorry, in the second movie, this is The Matrix Reloaded I'm talking about, uh, he, he is given the name for a reason. This is one of the, quote, Illuminati bloodlines. It's one of the ancient bloodlines of occultism that stretches back into the ancient world. The Merovingian bloodline. That's why he's even named that. He is representing the true hidden power, the true hidden elite that is actually controlling the entire world because they understand how the realm, how the um, laws of manifestation operate. And they also know how to somewhat bend those laws. Whereas we don't understand how they work at all and are ultimately creating in a completely unconscious way. And then we're complaining, woe is us. Look at what I made. Look at what I created. It's an utter mess. It's a complete mess. Well, you didn't understand how the laws of creation worked. And then you want to complain about you, you created a mess? Maybe instead of taking all kinds of action that you probably should not be taking or definitely should not be taking, you should understand what results are going to come about, what manifestations are going to occur as a result of taking those actions before you take them so you won't end up with a big pile of crap on your hands as a result of taking actions that you didn't understand what they were going to result in. And unfortunately, that's what we have. A bunch of people who don't understand the why, which is what the Merovingian is explaining in this scene. He's telling people, you don't understand causality. It's the only constant in the universe. There are natural laws. You work within them, you generate one particular kind of result. You go against them, you generate a different kind of result. That's it. It always works that way. It's not a debate. There's no debate. There's no asking even, you know, how did it become that way? All of that is irrelevant, completely irrelevant. It is that way. That is the truth that you need to accept at some level of your being by recognizing simply that's what is. That is the way things actually are. How pointless is it 
to debate how gravity came into manifestation. Gravity exists. It is manifested. You are bound by it. It does affect you. You can witness the effects. You can measure the effects. You can calculate the effects. And we think it's so different, the, the, the laws that govern behavior and the laws that govern the consequences of behavior just because they're not as physical or, or as seen. But see, they are just as physical. They're, they're not as seen. They manifest the same physical realities, but there's a time lag often present. This is the great difficulty in recognizing natural law. It doesn't immediately display its results. It reorganizes the, field, the dynamic field of intelligence to bring us experiences. And sometimes that happens over time. So it isn't like you do a wrong and a brick hits you in the face immediately. If, if, only, if it were only that simple, we would get it because there would be immediate physical repercussions for wrongdoing. But it doesn't work that way. We keep choosing the wrong over the right, and slowly, over time, things become more chaotic, more disorganized, more painful for us to experience. We experience more suffering in the physical domain. We experience more controls placed over us in the physical domain. And I would argue more mind control. So it becomes even harder to come out of it the more we make these choices. And that's what, that's what the manipulators of the world are working with. They're, they know that's how it works. They already know this. So they're manipulating people's minds into continuously choosing the wrong behaviors and therefore more chaos results. But they're insulated from it because of how they've already positioned themselves and set up society so that they benefit from all of this chaos. And ultimately, people say, well, how do they continue to get away with it? They're not the ones doing it, which is what we're going to talk about today. But take a look at that Matrix Reloaded scene again with the Merovingian. I, it's, it's posted as a video on the site a few podcasts back. And understand what he's saying. The nature of the universe, we struggle against it, we fight to deny it, but this is a lie. To deny it is a lie. Causality, there is no escaping it. We are forever slaves to it, but our only hope, our only peace is to understand it. Understand it. You are in a physical domain bound by the laws that govern consequences of behavior. That's, that's immutably true. And the, the proof of that, people want to know what the proof of that is. The proof of that is is the manifested experiences, the results, the effects. That is the proof that those laws are in effect. What is happening is the proof that those dynamics are in effect and, and we are governed by those laws. You only need to look at the manifested results to understand the causes. And you need to understand the causes to change the manifested results. The, the Merovingian is telling people to understand natural law is the only source of power. Without the why, 
of what occurs in the plane of causality, of causes, you are powerless to change the realm of effects, the manifested world. And he's telling the heroes of the movie in the second movie, of the heroes of the trilogy in the second movie, that they have come to him asking for, you know, a, a favor, asking for him to release his power over them by giving them this character, the Keymaker, when they have come to him with no understanding at all. Why should the, the game master relinquish all of his power when the people who are asking him to relinquish it are no-nothings. Are no-nothings. And in this sense, I totally agree with the dark occultists of the world. He says he sees no reason why he should give up that power. No reason at all. Because they have come to him without power because they have come to him without the understanding of why. Without the understanding of causality. We're going to pick this up on the other side and break down the plane of causality versus the plane of effects on the other side. We'll be right back. Hemp you. All right, folks, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're already into the second hour of the broadcast today. Where does the time go? So let's start to pick up on causality versus effects. The plane of causes versus the plane of effects. This is such critical information to understand. And it can be abstract. It can be heady. You really have to sit and think about this. You need to contemplate it. You need to actually put it into motion in a scenario, in a visualization exercise in your own mind, in a contemplative experience. Not meditative, not concentrative, but contemplative. Contemplate on it. Run through a visualization exercise about this, okay? Let's start with, ultimately, there's really only two planes of reality on, a, on the mental level. There is the plane of effects. This is the actual manifested physical realities that have already taken place. They have formed. They have, they have calcified, they have hardened, they have solidified. They are that which is, and it's already done. It happened. It happened in the present moment. Nothing can change it. You're not going to go back into the past and change the manifested reality that already occurred that led to this present moment. It's done. You can start right now creating consciously in the present moment if you want to change the manifested results. But this is the world of effects, the plane of effects, manifested realities which formed because of their causes. And you just look at the word because. Here's more green language. The because. The cause that led to its being. Because. Right in the word you're being told. 
the the re, the way that B happens or the actual manifested reality is because of a cause that occurred due to a cause no power to affect any change lies in the plane of effects it is that which has already occurred it is done you are witnessing the result of the cause played out in the physical domain this is where human consciousness seems to be trapped and I put that in quotes because it's a willful decision actually nothing is really holding consciousness there except our stubbornness and being trapped in ego based consciousness in low base conscious awareness and there's many reasons for that yes there's mind control but ultimately it's about the lack of self-respect it's about people who really loathe themselves they love the suffering and enslavement that they're in because at some level they ultimately hate themselves and people want to dismiss that and think, oh no, everybody really loves themselves. Everybody might love their lowercase s self, the physical body, and not want to be harmed or not want to experience physical suffering, but they don't really love the, their true essence, the higher self. They really don't want anything to do with it. They want to run away from it. Ultimately, because they want to run away from personal responsibility, which is all this all comes down to. That's the ultimate solution. Be willing to take personal responsibility for what you are creating. And 99.9, you know how they say the 99%? The 99%, ladies and gentlemen, does not want that responsibility. But the manipulators of this world, they're accepting that personal responsibility. Believe me, they accept it. They know that they know what they're creating. And they take full-on responsibility for it. They're creating consciously. We're creating unconsciously. And that's why there's been no contest up to this point. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. We were looking at the plane of effects and how on this plane of manifested results that has already come into manifestation, has already played out as a physical reality that we experience, there is actually no power in that domain to create or affect change. You cannot affect change from the realm of that which has already manifested. You have to r raise your consciousness up to a higher level of awareness, which is the plane of causes. Okay? Our consciousness is trapped in the plane of effects. And I, I say trapped in quotes because it's not really being willfully held there by some force that we cannot overcome, it is being held there by our erroneous notions, our erroneous worldviews. It is being held there by the human ego that has run out of control. It is being held there by the lower self, 
that isn't who we really are, the false aspect of self. It's being held there by the identification and attachment to that false notion of self and these completely erroneous worldviews that do nothing but create more chaos and suffering in our lives. That we cling to dogmatically as a religion because we don't want to face our true higher selves and we don't want to admit that we have created all of this chaos and suffering as a result of our own ignorance. There's no one else doing it to us at some fundamental level. You could even say the dark occultists aren't the ones actually doing this. Are they psychopathic? Yes. Do they have a completely horrific poisoned worldview? Yes. Is what they're telling people to do moral? No. But are they the ones actually doing what they're telling people to do? No. See, that's the key. Lies right there, ladies and gentlemen. They're not the people who are doing the wrong. They're the ones who are telling people to do the wrong. That's what has to be grasped. That's what needs to be understood. And that's the reason they get away with what they get away with. And we'll continue for as long as we continue to do their bidding. And specifically for as long as two major groups of individuals continue to do their bidding. The plane of effects, no power lies there. And our consciousness, unfortunately, is still trapped there as a whole, as a species. Mind, our mind and our will has to take a higher road. It has to go up toward the plane of causality, which lies above the plane of effects. You could look at this as precipitation. You can look at the plane of causality as the layer that generates the weather. And then there's actually precipitation that forms and goes down to the ground where it then uh, becomes part of our daily experience. And that's the plane of effects. Look at it like that. The higher realm is where it's generated. Then it actually is manifested and we experience it in the lower realm. If you want to make a change to that, you are not going to make changes to the weather on the ground. You have to make it in the in the stratosphere, in the, la the layer of the atmosphere where weather actually occurs. So you have to rise up to that plane of reality. And that plane is the plane of causality or simply the plane of causes. What lies underneath the, the manifested results. I call the plane of causality the why in all capital letters, bold and underlined, it is the why that the Merovingian talked about in The Matrix Reloaded. That's what the causality is. It's the why, the reason that underlies and precedes all manifested reality, all manifested results in our daily experience. And as such, as that being the prime generator as that being the why or the reason things happen, all the power to create and affect change lies in that domain, in that mental realm.
the plane of causality. This is where our consciousness needs to, quote, go. It's not us actually going anywhere. It's us making a fundamental worldview shift and a shift in understanding. This is what the paradigm shift that has been heralded is about. It's making a fundamental change in our consciousness that reflects the understanding of how natural law operates to bring us the experiences that we actually live with. So if you want the qualities of those experiences to get better, to improve, and to be less painful so that we're not in as much suffering, you have to change things from the level of causality. You change the behavior by understanding what causes are those behaviors going to set into motion that are going to play out on the realm of a, in the realm of effects. It always works the same way. You're never going to change the way that works. That's how it works, folks. I'm not telling you because that's my opinion. I'm explaining how a law operates. I have understood it. That's all. I'm not the first. I'm not going to be the last. There's nothing special about me for having understood that. No more than there's anything special about anyone who has understood how gravity operates. But unfortunately, most people, unlike gravity, that they accept because they can see it at face value and in real time, most people want to reject this natural law that is just as real as gravity because they don't see it play out in real time. The direction of manifestation is always from that higher realm to the lower realm. It starts in the realm of generation, the realm of causality, and proceeds down to that lower world, the plane of manifested results or the plane of effects. It never operates in the opposite direction. That's what that arrow there to the left is there to demonstrate. And the arrow to the right is to demonstrate that if we want to change what takes place in the plane of effects, we must raise our level of understanding and our consciousness to the, the plane of causality. Without that, you are powerless. You have no power. You will never create any positive lasting change ever. And that's the reason this slide right here, the lack of understanding of what is written on this slide is the reason why humanity is that clown that that dark occultist sent to me. That's the very reason. And we're going to remain clown until we understand that. Let's pick up on the other side with who's actually generating these negative results. It's, it's really almost all of us, but there's two particular groups that make it particularly bad. So we'll pick up with that on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. You were talking about the difference between the plane of causes and the plane of effects and how we are never, ever going to change the manifested results that we experience until we raise our consciousness to the level of causality. 
and understand why the manifested experiences that we are living on a day-to-day -day basis are taking place. Most people will reject that till the day that they die, and that's fine. They obviously want to suffer and love their chains. They love their enslavement. And they will have it, they will have it generously for as long as they stay in that mindset. So the people who are really truly bringing this on massively are the people who have decided for a whole lot of different reasons to become people who are engaged in the game of control as what they think of as the controllers, the people who actually give orders, when in fact they are the order followers and are the dogs, are the servants, are the actual pets of the dominating manipulative priest class that is actually running this place because we've given up personal responsibility to choose right over wrong and have decided we're going to follow their orders. This is the truth. This is the unspoken truth of humanity that all too brilliantly was put forward in the new Avengers movie. I had a chance to check out. And the words of Loki were the most brilliant truth spoken in possibly any film in the last hundred years. The villain once again speaks the truth in the movie. See, this is kind of a little game that they play in Hollywood. They put the, the, the biggest piece of wisdom the biggest piece of truth and knowledge that is irrefutable into the mouth of the, 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 the psychopathic villain who wants to control and dominate everyone. It's almost done so that you'll dismiss it. Well, look at that crazy person who's told people the truth. You know? It's kind of a psyop in its own right. For anyone who has seen it, they'll know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where Loki, the villain in the Avengers movie, comes forward and and you know he's got hum he's got this whole crowd uh, at his mercy with his uh, high tech weaponry and he's telling people to kneel before him. He commands them all to kneel and of course they get down on their knees and kneel because all they're concerned about is their physical well being. So he 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 tells them this is he says something to the effect of isn't this so much simpler. This is the unspoken truth of humanity, that you love your servitude, that it is your very identity, that you love your chains, and that in the end you will always be on your knees. And then someone speaks up and says, uh, not to people like you, men like you, and he says, there are no men like me, and the person responds, there are always men like you. You know, but he's telling people the truth. He, he tells them also they were created, created to be servants. And that's an even bigger unspoken truth of humanity, which I won't be getting into today, but maybe in the future. He's telling people in the open, this character in this movie, you know, Basically, he's telling the people in the audience, looking right out into the audience and telling people the truth about what they are. It's the truth, folks. I wish it wasn't, but it is. Unlike other people, I accept what is. That's the truth.
people love their chains. They don't want to think for themselves. They don't want to understand how things work for themselves. They would rather live in the chains that is so easily, the yoke that is so easily placed upon them by their manipulative overlords because they don't want to think for themselves and they don't want any personal responsibility to do the right thing. But the joke's on them. That's why they're clowned. You can't give away that personal responsibility. It isn't possible. You are always responsible for everything that's manifesting. Always. Whether you're creating consciously or unconsciously, you're the one creating the manifested result, whether you know it or not, or, and whether you understand how it works or not. Those laws are always in effect. You are always using them. You are always living with them and under them. And you can never give away responsibility for what you're creating. It's not possible. And these individuals on, on image number eight believe that they can give away that personal responsibility as order followers. They believe that they can say, someone else was giving me orders and I had to un unquestioningly obey those orders. I had some sort of a moral obligation to obey someone else's orders, even if they were wrong. These are infants, cosmic infants. Infants in consciousness. Ultimately, people who loathe themselves at some fundamental level. And that's what we're going to start talking about in the very near future on this section. Coming up on this section on the non-supportive dominators, why we need to stop looking at these people with any respect whatsoever. They're not to be respected. If anything, they're to be pitied because they're so ill. They're so sick. And I mean not just mentally, emotionally, uh, spiritually. These are ill people at every level of being. They are mentally emotionally, in many cases physically, and the physical brain damage is able to be measured, but most of all spiritually ill individuals who only want to crave some little portion of domination over others because ultimately they're, they're striving to try to destroy what they hate so much. You know, they want to project themselves out and see themselves in other people and then go and control it because ultimately they hate themselves. We're going to talk about self-loathing more in this section. I'm going to have an entire day, an entire show on trauma and bullying. How these people are, were often the bullied, not the bullies. They became the bullies because they, be, they psychologically identified with their abuser at some point. We're going to look at psychological identification and transference. These are important psychological understandings to, to have and, and to really keep in mind when we look at the reasons that motivate these people's behavior, the reasons they have justified in their own mind for their behavior. Identification with abuser or victim. We're going to have a, an entire show on repressed sexuality. And a complete show on repressed sexuality, particularly repressed homosexuality, because that's another big, huge, huge part of why these people go into these roles. Gigantic part that needs to be understood. And, and I'm probably going to do a whole show about the utter hatred, the loathing of the inescapability of personal responsibility. 
that that can never be abandoned. And ultimately, that's what people want to do more than anything else, is abandon what they can never abandon. You can never get rid of that. It is an impossibility. Under natural law, you cannot abdicate personal responsibility. But this is what people try to do at all turns because they don't want to be an adult. They want to remain this cosmic infant, this cosmic know-nothing. And it's a perfect word. No to nothing. They won't say no to anything. No nothing. It's because they don't have any knowledge of what is true and what is real and how the laws of manifestation work. That's why they won't say no. You see how the language works? Have I, have I made it clear over this, this two-year period how it really operates? Green language is amazing if you really get down to grasping it. We're going to look at conscience and following orders on the other side of this break. Stay with us. can't stop someone who has raised their consciousness up to a truly high level and understands the laws that govern our manifested reality. Unfortunately, there is such a small number of them. And it looks like that number really isn't growing too significantly, if I had to be honest about what I see. You know, I try not to blow smoke up people's rear end and give them false hope and tell them everything's going to be okay and everybody's getting it and the world is waking up. I would love to be able to come on here and tell you that. But do I see that actual reality shaping and taking place? I, I personally do not. I have to be honest about you. And I'm not saying, uh, honest with you, I'm not saying that. I don't come on here and say that to discourage anyone or make people feel bad or um, tell you you shouldn't continue to go forward into truth and speak truth and be an activist or anything like that, that it's all for naught. It's not all for naught. Even if we don't accomplish what we're, we are setting out to accomplish in the physical domain, which is true freedom, doing what we know to be right is victory in and of itself. Because this realm is not the higher realm. Yeah, the, 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 the evil ones may actually win the physical game, but they're not going to win the game in the higher realm. And they're ultimately going to pay a price for what they do here. I do know that. I, that's not my belief either. I know those laws exist and they're going to be held accountable. They ultimately know this. They're not fooling themselves. See, in a, in a big way, that clown suit really belongs on them, to be honest. They've ultimately clowned themselves. They, they think they've clowned us, but ultimately they've clowned themselves. They've played themselves, these dark occultists. They don't understand that it doesn't really make a difference even if they win in this realm at a cosmic level of awareness. Yeah, it's going to actually matter. It's going to affect a lot of people's lives. That experience is real. You could go down and go down to the understanding of that matter actually is only vibratory energy and is not 
real as such as hard physical thing and it's just pure energy at some fundamental level but the experience of that realm is real because it takes place in mind in consciousness which is real so ultimately these people the jokes ultimately on them yes we're allowing ourselves to be played but at some higher cosmic level they're ultimately playing themselves these dark occultists the whole maxim of you know what does it benefit someone if they gain the whole world and lose their soul lose true connection to their higher self which is what is of real value and real importance so let's look at their minions because that's who's really bringing in the dark new world order is the minions of these dark cultists the people who are willing to follow their orders and dictates because they think that they are an authority that they have to follow the the uh, dictates of these psychopathic people and many of them many of the people in these institutions such as the military and police are psychopathic and secondarily psychopathic it's another reason they gravitate toward an institution that is there to inflict pain they know that at an intuitive level. What They want to give you some nonsense BS excuses about how they really want to help people. These are people who really want to hurt people. Otherwise, they, if they, you wanted to help people, truly wanted to help people, and you really take took a look at deeply the best way to help people, you would understand there's only one way to do that, and that's through true education. You have to get to the truth about what's really taking place and educate people about it. And that's the only way you can really be of true assistance and help to the people of this realm. Not by trying to control them, not by trying to create some BS, fake form of order that equates to nothing but slavery. You, through your actions, military and police, are putting people into deeper and deeper and deeper chains and you don't even understand that you're putting your children into deep chains of bondage because of who you're listening to who you're paying attention to and who you're ultimately obeying and I'll tell that right to one of your faces right to one of your faces because that's the truth and it doesn't matter that it came from me it's the truth no matter who spoke it that's why we're going into a hell world, a prison planet, if you will. That's the very reason. is because people don't understand you're never going to create any positive change by dealing with the manifested results. You only can create any true, lasting, positive change by raising your consciousness to the plane of causality and then teaching how that, those laws actually govern and create and generate the manifested results that you're getting. So until you change that way of thinking and ultimately that way of behaving that is generating those results, do not expect those results to change. And this is the fa fatal fundamental flaw that the truth and quote truth and freedom movements make on a daily basis. They want to rearrange the furniture on the Titanic and expect a different result. They want to do the same thing and expect a different result. The, oh yeah, you can vote. You can vote uh, the uh, controllers out of office. You didn't know. Yeah, we just need a reformed monetary policy, and 
the problems of human consciousness will all evaporate, boom, just like that overnight. Just like that. Yeah, you didn't know that's how it works? And yeah, I'm, I'm being sarcastic because, I mean, these people are so insane that they actually believe you can do the same thing and get a different result, that, and which is the actual definition of insanity. That's what a crazy person does. That's what somebody who has lost all mental faculties does. They keep doing the same thing. The same result is given to them over and over and over, and yet they continue to do the same thing, claiming all the while they want a different result and are, are horribly upset with the result they've already gotten. And yet they continue to do the same thing. It's madness. That's the definition of madness. People say it's not all cops and not all soldiers. You know, th this is part of not going far enough in your understanding and thinking that there is no such thing as a blanket statement that can be true. This is part of relativism as it is taught to people hammered into their heads from the day that they're born. The, any statement that starts with all or always is automatically false in, in a lot of people's minds. And that's not the case. There are some blanket statements that are totally true and that there, there are some blanket statements that are not true, that are made by ignorant people. You can't just say someone who says all or always or everyone is automatically incorrect because that's not the case. There are some instances where you can say all, every, always, every time, everyone, and it be an accurate statement. There are some things that are absolute. Truth is absolute. So by definition, if you are taking the role of an order follower and you're saying, I'm going to do what I'm told, by definition, you have abandoned conscience. Every person who does that, not some, not a few, not most, all people who have done that, have abandoned conscience. Every person who steps into the role of an order follower has abandoned the exercise of their own conscience, of conscience. I don't even say, I don't even want to say their own conscience. Strike that. Of conscience itself. Conscience is the same for everyone. There is no my conscience, your conscience, his conscience, her conscience. There is only conscience, common knowledge. That's what the word means. Con, meaning together, with or common, and science, from skio skiere in Latin, meaning to know, to understand, knowledge. Common sense, common knowledge, knowledge that is true for everyone, that is the same for everyone. That's what conscience is, the definitive understanding of the difference between right and wrong, objectively. And these people have abandoned this knowledge. They don't want it. They don't want the personal responsibility that goes on with the taking in of the knowledge of conscience, of common sense. Therefore, they want to give away their powers of mental judgment and behavior, okay, of control over their behavior to someone else. Here, you have the reins on my behavior. You tell me what to do. That is, by definition, the abandonment of conscience. And no one can refute that. That is the definition of it. So every one of those people has made a decision to abandon conscience and as a result cannot be actively for themselves choosing the good over the wrong, choosing rights over wrong.
it is an impossibility. Those two things are antitheses of each other, diametric opposites. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everyone. This is the last segment of this edition of What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about the diametric opposition, the polar antithesis of being an order follower and being one who exercises conscience. These two things cannot exist simultaneously. They are diametrically opposed. One is the exact opposite of the other. People don't want to accept that truth. They want to believe you can go into an institution that is all about the following of orders and still be a person that exercises conscience. And that's an impossibility. It doesn't exist. It never has existed. It never will exist. By definition, it cannot exist. But because people's mindset is clouded and has been bombarded with these notions of uh, respect and admiration for this control class, they actually believe that these are people of conscience, that they could be people of conscience. Maybe they could have conscience and exercise it in their daily lives, not operating as one of these controllers. But as soon as that role is taken up and you're saying, I will follow orders, you have abandoned conscience. So in that role, you cannot have conscience and be following it, actually be exercising it. It is not a possibility. I don't know if people are even capable of comprehending this. I think that most people literally have been dumbed down to such a degree that it's, it's not even possible for them to comprehend that basic philosophy. Conscience is doing what you know to be right. Following orders is just that. Taking an order from another and then doing the action, regardless of whether the order is right or not. That's what an order follower is, somebody who unthinkingly acts because they've given up their logical processing thinking critical thinking capabilities and said you just tell me what to do that's the definition of order following which is why we have to get our mindset out of re- the respect for this modality of con- of unconsciousness it doesn't is on un- it is unworthy and undeserving of any respect whatsoever it is deplorable and loathsome and should be avoided at all costs and should be pointed out as something that is horrible. This is what, how bad people think and behave. It is the hallmark of bad thinking and bad behavior, doing what you're told. You shouldn't do anything because you were told to do it. You should do anything because you know it to be the correct and moral thing to do, and it will not generate chaos in your life or anyone else's.
slide number 10, people should just put this on their screen, blow it up as big as you can, and contemplate it for hours, if that's what it takes. That's the result of following orders, period. This is what order following gets you in life and always has brought us. Now, regardless of where that picture was taken, it could have been taken in a concentration camp in Russia or in Germany or in Poland. Ultimately, this is an archetypal image that shows people this is going to be result, the result if you refuse to say no to order following. And if you refuse to say no to the people who think they have a right to just follow orders unquestioningly. Both groups of people need to say no. Humanity, who is being accosted and having their rights devoured by these unthinking people who think they have rights that they don't, and the, those people themselves need to develop, develop enough self-respect for themselves to come forward and say no to their owners, who look at them as dogs. That's another thing that's going to be coming up on the show. After I go through... The, all the physical things and the, the, the worldly aspects of this, even the philosophical ones as well, okay, of why these people act the way they act, I'm then going to, before we go to the, uh, the two shows on taking calls on this, I'm going to go to the occult aspects of this, the dark occult aspects of how the occultists view their order followers. And you would think, oh, they love them and want them always to be around and they couldn't get done what they're going to get done without them and so they're going to treat them with respect and nothing could be farther from the truth. They loathe them more than they loathe the general population. They call them their dogs, their pets. That's their name for them. And I'm going to show you all the ways they ritualistically, through symbolism, symbolically mock the beings that they call their pets, the military and the police. At every turn, they're being viciously, wickedly mocked. But never through direct words. Sometimes, sometimes it's not true. Very occasionally through their actual words of these, this psychopathic class. But it's, it's much less frequent that it's ever done verbally. It's always done symbolically and ritualistically. That's how they love to tell people what they think of them. Through a symbol or an image. Okay? The excuse, the justification, the moral justification that I was just following orders is never a valid excuse or justification for immoral criminal behavior and should never be accepted by anyone as such. That's the problem, is too many people are willing to say, well, it's not the, the police and military's uh, uh, doing, you know, they're just following their orders, as if that makes it okay. See, it's justification, the process of creating a right that does not exi exist, creating a right, making up what is right, saying that's okay, that's right, you're allowed to do that, it's okay that you did that. And it's never right. It's never a justification. It can never be made into right. It's always wrong. So I was just following orders should never be accepted as a valid justification for immoral behavior. These people are doing criminal behavior when they abuse rights or harm other people by thinking that they have rights which they do not possess. 
that no one possesses. So here's the question I want to leave people with for the day, okay? And this is something I want to talk a little bit more about at the top of the next show, but I would like people to, uh, here's a homework assignment for the show, for this show, okay? For the listeners and the people listening on podcast, here is a homework assignment. Start this discussion among anyone you are acquainted with or are affiliated with, your family members, your friends, co-workers, whoever you can begin this conversation with, ask this question. First of all, you should think about this question very deeply, contemplate it. Here's another slide you should put up on the screen and think about this, the answer to this question for hours. Who is more morally culpable? And culpability means who is at fault? Who is the one who made the mistake? Who is the one who can be blamed for the negative consequences or repercussions of that behavior having been taken? That's what it comes from the Latin noun culpa, which means fault or blame in the Latin language. That's where culpable comes from, meaning able to be blamed. There is such a thing as fault. See, the New Age movement, this complete fabricated consciousness, quote, quote, consciousness movement called the New Age movement, wants to tell people there's no such thing as blame. No one's to blame. It's nobody's fault. No one actually did the harm. There's no harm done. No one's at fault. Nobody's to blame. Go back to sleep, children. You can never point a finger and say, uh, I didn't act like that. You did. You created the chaos. You created the harm. You created the suffering. You got to be honest. Are you involved? Are you actually doing harm too? And if you're not, I would say you need to call somebody out on their crap, on their junk that they don't have a right to be doing. So who's more, more morally culpable or at fault? The order giver or the order follower? And I would say, without any hesitation, it's always the order follower who bears the brunt of the moral culpability. And we're going to look at this next week. Finally, I'll wrap it up with that same quote from Buddha. There are only two mistakes you make on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. That's all the time we have this for this week, folks. We'll see you next week.